0: Guys, hi! Sorry if this is like in your eardrum and I'm screaming into it, but I'm so fucking excited to be back. I have missed you guys so much. It's been bleak out here. I mean, I was on vacation initially, which the universe definitely heard in my last episode and heard me bragging about the fact that I was going to Greece because turns out joke was on me and all my flights to Greece were canceled. So Dylan and I could not go meet my family in Greece, and so we just... Changed plans and went to Turks and Caicos for a week, which was incredible. But then the universe says, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 don't get too... Don't let your head get too big and gave me fucking COVID on the flight home. I swear this flight was like filled with the most like I think they gathered all the most disgusting people in the United States and put them on this flight. Everyone was coughing like no not a mask in sight. Everyone is like hacking a lung, just like totally letting loose on this plane. I glared at several people like almost through hands. But, you know, of course, we kept ourselves right and tight. And I got COVID and fucking Dylan didn't get it the whole time. He was like around me. He First of all, he got it with me, theoretically, because he was on the plane with me. And then he just was so rude and didn't get it the whole time, like was being not careful at all, like sleeping in the same bed as me the whole nine yards, didn't get it. But I also was like in a weirdly good mood. First of all, if you don't know, COVID is a, an extremely social illness because once everyone finds out you have it, they contact you nonstop. I mean, it's amazing because no one wants to see you and no one wants to talk to you on the phone, which are the two things I'm phobic of. The third thing I'm phobic of is text messages but I had like nothing but time on my hands. So I was being super social, like texting my friends out of nowhere. Like, what are you doing? They're like, are you dying? I'm like, no, I just want to say hi. So I'm like reestablishing all my friendships and it was really, it was great, but I lost my sense of taste and smell, which truly you guys, I mean, there is no other kind of torture quite like this. What do you have if, if not a snack to look forward to? You know what I mean? What do you have in life if not, An entree. Like, truly, I was distraught beside myself. Like, give me the fevers, give me all the other nonsense, like not being able to leave the house. You know, I also don't like leaving the house, but the taste and smell thing, like, oh, it really brought back the depression. And now I'm like back to where we started. Because I had a margarita last night for the first time, which probably was a little premature. It's like seven days out. I woke up this morning feeling like ass, like feeling like the most hungover I've ever felt. I haven't smoked weed in like three weeks. I'm like, who am I? Who is this person that COVID has created? I mean, I'm exactly the same, but I've, there are some things that I feel like I was like the the wiring in my brain was changed. But anyway, so this week I'm so excited to be back and to share this episode with you because it's so much fun and I'm just in the mood to have fun because. Since we've talked, the world decided to really suck. You know, our country has gone up in flames. Our rights have been taken away right before our very eyes. And it's not cute out there. So let's have a little fun. Let's forget about all of that for just a minute. And welcome, Girls Gotta Eat, on the show. We have two guests for the price of one this week. We have Raina Greenberg and Ashley Hesseltine, who host the podcast Girls Gotta Eat, and are founders of Vibes Only, which is their vibrator, sex, all good things, company. Girls Gotta Eat is a top comedy podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. So in addition to the two of them, they'll have therapists, comedians, doctors, authors, all that good stuff to very candidly discuss all things dating related. Sex, finances, fetishes, exes, all that good stuff. They like really get into it. And trust me when I say nothing is left on the table. We took a little bit of that energy and threw it onto our show, and we talked about dating, being single in your 30s, not wanting kids, what makes us bad friends, and sex, 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 and more sex. Raina and Ashley talked about their orgasms and masturbation habits and how their sex lives have evolved since their 20s. So buckle up. It's a wild ride. Here are Raina and Ashley. Hi, guys. Hi. Are you talking to us? Talking or are you talking to talking you to guys. Audience? Hi. <laughs> all the guys. You guys, that people yeah. listening, all the guys. <laughs> Everybody. Two seconds
1: in, I'm already messing it up. Jade, you're... Th-
2: this mic, uh, like arm, like low key, looks like anal beads. Do you anal- realize that? One hundred
0: and fifty percent. You know, we're actually in the. We're, I'm in the market for a new mic stand. Anal beads. I want that for a new anal one. I was going to say we can help you with that because we're going to create some good ones. We got you. We no, got we you. need to get into that. Your whole vibes, only all of that good stuff. But first of all, let's just start with the basics. Where are you guys? Where is your studio?
1: We are in the East Village in New York City. Ashley and I both live in the East Village. We live right near each other. Can't stay away from each other. Mm -hmm. Um, All of our friends live over here. So this is where we are.
0: Was that intentional to move close to each other?
1: Yeah.
2: It just, I mean, when we started the podcast, I have always lived in the East Village. Raina lived in Brooklyn and it was just a lot. Her coming in and she wanted to be in Manhattan too. I'm like speaking for Raina, but no, it's just like we, we, there was a point in time right before COVID where all of our best friends like lived on the same street. We're like, this is crazy. Like this huge city, all these people. And it was really, really special. And we've kind of regained some of that. Um, and some of us are in the same building and it's just, it's, it's really feels like a family. So. That's so sweet.
1: Yeah, I'm laughing cause
0: you let la- you moved one block and I moved to a new borough to be near you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever people come on and talk about their like twenties or early thirties in New York, I'm, like, so jealous. It sounds, like, fun. Like, everyone's near each other. Like, in L.A., like, I have best friends that live 15 minutes away that I don't see for two months. You know? Like, it's just you don't see anyone in L.A. It's fucked up. I
2: know. Like, I was, um, I'm trying to, like be there we're trying to be there but definitely what do you mean,
0: trying you got let's get over here no I'm I'm it's not it. time so now.
2: we're doing like an Airbnb for like January to April and then see what we want to do after that but I'm planning it around my best friend who lives there and I was like how far do you think this is from your house and she's like 15 minutes I'm
0: like nope too far I need to be like walking I can come you'll never over see each other otherwise you'll truly right. never see each other so do you guys get jealous of each other when you mention another best friend <laughs>
1: Every time she's like, my best friend, my best friend. Uh, Well, I will say, actually, our lives are like integrated it into like a level that is like kind of crazy like I'm so close to Ashley's family we have a lot of mutual friends now all of our friends have become friends with each other and like I've become friends so the person she's talking about specifically I think is like the best person the coolest I love her. I'm crazy about her so like there's nobody in each other's lives really that I can think of that like one of us is like I hate that person don't bring them around right like I'm having a birthday party tomorrow night on this boat and there's like such a great mix of like people she introduced me to your and birthday is
0: like tomorrow I'm a Gemini. Oh my God!
2: It's funny because Raina and I like it's just we've surpassed like a, f- a best friend label, uh, you know. Like we're business partners. We're like family. We're like you know like lifelong. Um, but I'll I'll throw it around to, for Raina. It's
0: just she's got a different type. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a different. different so. ti- we got to come up with a new title.
2: Yeah. But I have two, two other people that I call a best friend and Raina has like one or two. And it's funny because she just throws me shade every time I say it. She's been doing it since day one.
1: So your
0: birth, what are you doing for your birthday? You're doing a boat thing?
1: Yeah, I, I every year I'm like I'm not gonna do anything a in New York. I'm like, I want to do something. Um, yeah, it's really fun. It picks oh, you up on the water. Girl. It takes you all around, like the West Side. You loop up the East Side. Turns around. You see the Empire State or the Statue, Statue of Liberty. Yes. Oh, this is a two mixed up. But this week is so crazy. I was telling Ashley, this is the wildest week for me. I've had so many milestones. I got engaged exactly nine years ago this week. Oh my god. My ex last year told me he loved me on the same day this week. And then Ashley and I launched a company this week. Wow. Shit goes down for you in June. June, the week of like June 13th, 14th is a big week. You
0: just gotta beat the buzzer before you turn the next age. You're like, I just gotta get this on. <laughs> yeah, <in."> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it so crazy. Funny. Okay, so I want to get into a lot of those milestones. But I had you guys fill out a quiz before this, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved your answers so much. Mostly, Reina, when you said that your pet peeve is when other people tell you their dreams, there is nothing on this planet that drives me more crazy. I'm like, unless you're fucking clairvoyant, leave me out of it. I don't want to fucking know your dream. It's the most boring bullshit ever. It's just I
1: don't even read fiction. I like right. I don't care about <laughs> right. things that didn't happen. I just it's like oh what wow. people are like I had the craziest dream. I'm like I don't care unless it's unless Ashley or I like we'll wake up and be like yeah. I had this nightmare about our lives and yeah. our friendship and I woke up crying. But like other than that I don't. Well care. I've had I have had some like weirdly clairvoyant dreams. So of course I like
2: to brag on them because I'm like lo- I'm like low key psychic. I'm a witch. But um yeah. Rain and I like I hate to like we'll get DMs from. Listeners that are like, I had a dream about you guys, and we
1: like yesterday. Actually, thought so one of them was real, and like, it was weird. I thought
2: she got, the, I I read it wrong. I thought she got the wrong vibrator. I was like, what the fuck? And then Rain was like, just another someone sharing their dreams. But <laughs> every once in a while, it's really funny. And like, do I'm they like have this two is funny. Parents
0: that love them or something. Like, what? How do they think that they can just tell people are actually interested in their dreams? Like, truly, <laughs> that is so funny. I don't hate him as much as
2: Rayna does, but if you're going to tell me your dream, it better be fucking crazy and interesting and, like, you know, you woke up, it, like, in a pool of your own cum or something. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> you have to, like, have pissed yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like that. the level that I'm looking for. You squirted. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I would be impressed. I'd love to hear that. Like, the rest of it is just garbage. I don't – like, someone told me that they had a dream. I had triplets. I was like, don't wish that upon me. Don't even bring that into the zeitgeist, you know? I don't even want to know. <laughs>
1: I know, I just don't care Don't tell me about things that didn't happen What was your pet peeve? People on speakerphone in public Another great pet It's an insane move It's so wild What are
0: we doing? Although, I did it this morning on a walk (laughs) (laughs) I did it last night on a walk I did it this morning Because I also, like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know why. Also, I'm, like, very nervous about the radiation of my temples, but I choose to be nervous about it once a year.
2: Well, I guess, like, I just mean when it's in a tight space, like you're on an airplane or, like, you're in the airport, you know? Yeah. It's, It's a lot of, a lot of my pet peeves are travel related. A lot of it's just, like, the way people behave in the airport.
0: Travel would be a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, how human beings interact is just horrible in general.
1: Yeah. Why are your shoes off on this one-hour flight? Ick. This is not your home. Yeah,
0: ick. It's disgusting. Ick. Communal space. Communal space. So tell yeah. me, how did, you, how did this all begin? This began four years ago, Girls Gotta Eat? Mm-hmm. What, four and a half. But you met yeah. on vacation. Right. Which is something vacation friends or something I've never, I've never experienced. I'm like a child of four and like my only child friends, whatever, would always be like, oh, yeah, make a friend on vacation. I was like, make a what? Like, are you, I beg your pardon. So oh, tell that's so me, funny. Tell me how you guys came to have this friendship.
2: Well it was technic it was technically a, a work trip but I mean it was at it was in Aruba so we were there like Rain and I weren't like doing eat pray love separately and came together on some <laughs> trip like we were on a press trip for the Aruba Marriott. Yeah, we met the first night on this trip on this dinner on the, at the on the beach. Our toes were in the sand. It was candlelit. Oh my God. It was like, you know. Was it
0: just the two of you or several other people at no. this dinner? <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was like the whole group, everyone, um,
0: Mr. Marriott, the whole group. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we just connected
2: on the trip and it was fun it was like there was a good group we all stayed up really late that night oh Raina and i tried to crash a wedding the bride was like not having it there was like a wedding on the property and i was like this bitch she's gonna she's gonna be my friend um no Raina thought that about me i i it takes a while to get (laughs) to get to be my friend i make you work for it
1: sometimes i'm being so friendly and i'm like okay reel it in Raina. let them try to sell you okay so that was in
2: October of 2017, and we started the podcast in February 2018. I had had this idea to do it. I was going to do it with this guy friend. Then I was like, I-, I see very like big picture, run the world with this, like touring. Like I'm going to start a business with somebody. I want it to be like a woman, and I- that's someone that I really enjoy being around. But again, I didn't really know that that was Rain. I barely knew her, but I had a feeling. So I was like, Do you want to start this podcast?
0: Wow! Thank God you didn't choose the guy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows what would have happened. So, yeah, I mean, that was way back when and um girls got each took off and we've toured the world and
0: So, what would you each say is your best quality as a friend and your worst quality as a friend? <laughs> oh my god. I mean,
2: you want, do you have do you have yours? We do. We do each other. I think so. You (laughs) you definitely.
1: (laughs) I mean, we probably would be better at it. No, let's just start shit. Uh, I think I'm a good listener, and you can tell me anything, and I'm pretty not judgmental about it. Are you a good secret keeper? I am. I mean, I tell Ashley everything. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah. But people know that. No they one have to know. No one would ever say about me, like, you can't tell her anything. She'll fucking tell everybody. Like, I think that I'm, like, a pretty good sounding board because of what we do for a living. I think I can dig and ask questions, and I'll make it fun, and I'll make you feel good about yourself. Um, my my worst quality, and I say this all the time on our show, is just, like, I don't communicate when I'm upset about something, and I hold on to it, and people don't really understand, like, why I'm being less talkative and why I'm being less friendly because I am really, like, bubbly and chatty, and I'll text you a 1000 a day, it's very obvious when I'm mad at you the faucet just turns off yes mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to articulate like I'm pissed at you and here's this thing And Ashley is great at it it's one of the things I have taken from our friendship so much that like you just say the fucking thing or you just have the argument or the fight maybe it probably won't be a fight 90% of the time that like it's gonna be okay you can have those conversations with people but it's It's a lifelong struggle.
0: That's huge to have one of you that can do that and then one of you that has trouble with it because it's I'm like you, Raina. Like I I'll stop being your friend and you'll be like, what the hell happened? And I'm like, it's been years of anguish. And like they have no (laughs) fucking idea. They think that can't relate. relate. They're like, we've been having a great time. But it's crazy because I'm just like, I don't want the conflict. Like I just like it just feels icky to me, so I don't do it. But you just lose ten out of ten times that you don't have the conversation. Yeah, really <laughs> It's there whether you have the conversation or not. The conflict exists between you. And Ashley said to me, like, <laughs> she I don't
1: have never, never had it, something I haven't. Have I'm like, we're gonna sell this right now. Ashley's like, I've never I, had a feeling like she is.
2: love conflict, but it is like I will dive headfirst into it. That being said, I mean that it's part of my worst trait. I mean, I can't. I'm a little more hot-headed like I you know I, I need to work on and I think I've I've gotten so much better I think being in this relationship with Raina has made me so much better um of like not popping off so quickly if I feel a little bit of anger you know like I think there's a lot to be said for being patient and thinking through how you actually feel taking a breather checking what your body's doing that you're not like getting a bunch of anger in your gut like making sure you didn't misinterpret something that happened so I mean I I've I'm so much better than I used to be, but I mean, when I was little, I like kicked everyone out of my birthday party. You know, like (laughs) I just, I, I get, I get a little more (laughs) mad. Yeah, I get a, I. What's the word? Like I just say pop off reactive. Yes, reactive. That's the word. So I think I have change so drastically. It's like I just said, being doing this with Raina and her friendship has helped me a lot of just like taking a beat. But um, yeah, being reactive is, is probably my worst trait. But that
0: middle ground is really hard to figure out. Being confrontational, you think is just popping off and just saying it like when it happens and not digesting it and thinking about it. It's hard to find that middle ground. Especially for someone who isn't comfortable confronting, we can easily default to be like, okay, this is how you confront and you just have to explode on someone and like, and it feels uncomfortable, but that's what you think you have to do. And it's hard to know like that there's a 50% there that isn't terrorizing everyone in your life and isn't just building up mountains of resentment.
2: Yeah. And I don't, I don't really fight with a lot of people. Like I want to be clear that it's not this, like I'm not the super combative person that's getting in fights with friends. And I, but I just... I can feel it like yeah. my, I even want it with myself, like totally. be feeling reactive. And a lot of it is just working on it, knowing it and, th- 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 you know, self-talk and um, being able to like calm your calm yourself down.
1: You're never going to feel with Ashley like she's been tallying up things that you have done or said that have bothered her for an extended period of time. And you are going to feel like that with me. That's like, what I was going to say. People don't feel safe good. with us
0: because we can be like all <laughs> fine and like, Hey, love you. But like secretly we're like, I remember every single thing and it's toxic. Yeah. I try to get better. There's only a couple yeah, you've of my life. So much I really, better. Thank you. Yeah. I think I've gotten a lot yeah. better.
1: I think two things are, I, I think a bunch of things to be true at the same time. I don't think I'm somebody that people walk all over because they assume I'll never say anything. Oh, I don't no. feel that way yeah, about no, myself. It's very different. But, you know, I've had some conversations, especially last summer, like, um, with my brother, where I was like, you were really upsetting me for X, Y, Z reason. And he was like, wait, that was a year ago. Are you fucking serious? Like, and I understand that reaction. So I have just tried to get better. Be like, hey, I don't want to say something snarky. I said this in the other day. I was like, I don't want to say something sarcastic or snarky to you. I want to be honest. You did this thing. It hurt my feelings. I didn't like it. Right. And he apologized to me. Um all people aren't mind readers. all you can do is just give them the information and allow them to do whatever they want. No, with no, it's it, so true. Know?
0: It's like taking that time to digest though and figure out a tactful way to say it or figure out a way that like even sometimes you won't care like sometimes you care so much in the moment that you don't care as much after. But tell me, how many people have you been in relationships with like I love you I long-term. love you, boyfriend, girlfriend <laughs> um I would say.
1: Three.
2: It's not It's not a lot. I mean, I've, I've like dated... Three is a great number. I've dated a lot. I've had a lot of sex, a lot of, like, three-month things, you know. It's like situationships like, kind of thing. Yeah. Or even just, like, we're dating for months, and then it just doesn't work out because it's, like, we're not the, the one for each other. But... Um, like, how
0: many families have you met? That's a good question.
2: <laughs> I mean... Three. Yeah, three. Mm -hmm. In terms of, like, family, families, spent a holiday together, you know, whatever it is. Yeah.
0: Has it ever been hard on your relationships? Like, have your friends ever said, like, why did you tell the whole world about this story of mine? Or, like, have you ever had an ex be like, why did you tell the whole world about me? Like, do you think you've gotten more private or less private as the show has gone on?
2: I don't think... I think it's, that has stayed the same. Like levels of what we share has never, you know, we've been open books from day one. Um, Maybe how we tell stories has changed a little bit. I think we take a little more care. Raina, she could speak on it. She had an incident early on where she shared something that upset a friend. Um, I had a situation where I spoke about a situation with a friend that she didn't love and we just hashed it out. And she just kind of felt like, that wasn't how she viewed <laughs> no, I it. I
0: swear to God, this shit happens to me constantly.
1: We can use my friend as an uh, example if you want.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, right? it, it, to, our situations were very totally different. Okay. I mean, for me, I was kind of talking about like a conflict I had with a friend, and she didn't really, she just didn't love the way I spoke about right. it. And it was kind of like, well, that was my experience, but it wasn't, it's not really fair, especially if people knew
0: who it is, who she was. Right. You know?
2: But it's, you know, honestly, that's it's happened once in four and a half years. I think that's a pretty solid track record. I mean, the guys, No complaints. I mean, we try to keep it really we try to keep it anonymous. I mean, my I have a I have a a situation with an ex that I spoke about that I knew could do some real damage if anyone knew who he was. And I, 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 when I was saying it, I was choosing every word. So carefully, I didn't say any to anywhere he lived, what he did, any sort of timing. I edited, I would just re listen to it over and over again for his sake and yeah. for the sake of his, for, for his relationship. Um, I think people figured it out anyway, but <laughs> I wanted to, I had to use it as an example for a topic and I wanted to share the story and share my feelings about it, but it was like, I think we try to be so cautious like the the goal is not to blast anybody right
0: it's but there's a fine line between like using anecdotes from your life and your experiences we don't live by ourselves you know like we're not just alone all day well I I am Mm -hmm. but you know what I mean like we're not just (laughs) alone all day so it's like we have to exploit other people in our lives but it's hard because they didn't sign up for this Right. I think that
1: Ashley, the reason why people love the show is because we are so open about our lives. The dance I've gotten better at over the years is just... When I speak about situations, I want to come from a place of "I." This is how I felt about something. This is how I experienced this thing. This was my reaction to it. I try to take, and so does Ashley, so much care with how we speak about things because it's not just that these shows are going out to hundreds of thousands of people about one person. It's it affects their family and their friends. It could affect their job, their coworkers, the way we speak about somebody. I mean, I always use this as an example. I had a somebody I was casually dating the worked. To- he was like, I don't want you to talk about our sex life. My coworkers workers listen to the show. Right, I work yeah. in a very corporate environment. And <laughs> Ashley and I, like, case by case basis, I mean, there's certain things I would be like, well, I'm going to talk about this. I don't need to talk about, like, where you came on me. Like, and I think that we've also gotten better at telling stories anecdotally. I think we're really respectful. I've had two issues with friends over four and a half years. One like third episode in and Oof. I shared something that I just, I shouldn't have. And it affected a, a coworker of hers as well. And it was a bad, mis- it was a mistake. Um, And then about a year ago, I said some things about um, a close friend of mine's boyfriend. And I really did think I, f- I wrapped it in this, um, I think that I, I thought that I was saying, like, this is my reaction to him and this is disappointing to me. And I think I used any terrible words about him. But, I mean, at the end of the day, no one wants to hear you talk about their boyfriend negatively to hundreds of thousands of people.
0: Right. But you're like, if you knew how
1: I really felt.
0: Yeah. You're like, yeah, you'd be I really I I was nice. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the nice version of how I act. really I know happened. and I was like
2: I was like I could reel her in but I'm just going to let yeah. her fly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was kind of thinking like you sure you want to do this? But I yeah. was like go off queen. Like, uh, I didn't
0: really sometimes the I... story is just good. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you know what? And it's like they got to be they got to sacrifice themselves to be our material. It's hard though. It's hard because then you're like yeah. like I wish the I wish the closest people in my life like God bless you for listening to this didn't listen. You know, like I almost wish it was just the listeners and like the community. My mom's like, oh, I listened to an episode. I'm like, please don't. I really would love if you didn't listen to an episode. Yeah.
2: You know? I mean, I'll I'll ask. I think that the the one situation with my close friend really just made me take even more care of just asking. So I kind of over ask, especially, especially if I'm saying a name. Yeah. I mean, we have a friend, like if we're sharing a dating story or, you know, I'll ask Kate stuff about her, I'll say something about her and her husband. I'm like, can I say this? I want to tell you exactly what I plan to say. Or if I'm re I'm listening back, I'm like, I said this thing and almost, I think hundred percent of the time it's like, yeah, I don't care. Like you don't need to ask me that. I'm like, I, you know, I'm just trying to be careful, but, um, do you, is this something that you're finding that you're like, does it when you're recording are you thinking about it? it is be? it like you're struggling with yeah, yeah 150 we're gonna interview you know. yes no 150
0: um, <laughs> percent. like I I were yesterday I worried about it for hours because I talked about mm-hmm. my friend who I didn't want to use my deodorant on the last episode and I was like if she had a bad day just like you know randomly and so I was sensing her like energy and I was like motherfucker I can't say anything about anyone I totally spiraled this is my also non-confrontation I totally should have just asked her point blank like (laughs) but I didn't want to sell myself out if she hadn't listened to the episode Mm -hmm. so I was just like vibe check you know and she was like I got in a fight with my mom so like I'm annoyed but I was like thank god but it really did like it was sobering enough for me to learn that Mm -hmm. It's scary. I don't want to get into those kind of fights with people, but it's hard. On one hand, I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to share that if I can't talk about these people? But it's true. You have to come from a place of I like this is how I experienced it. This anecdote is relevant because it made me think about this or whatever. Like you can't just as fun as it is. You just can't (laughs) sail them down the river, you know?
1: No. And then I will say most people really get a kick out of hearing oh, us talk they about them on it. the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. They've become characters on the show. Um, everybody's obsessed with our assistant and our families and our friends and knows everybody's name and our dogs. And like everybody is really invested in everything. There's just dogs. that fine line.
2: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's also like something happened recently with my brother that people kind of, it's, I don't need to get into yeah. it, but I'm like, it's kind of. I will flip out if something happens because of us on like a friend or a family member. Like you can talk shit to me all day, but you can insult me make up lies about me on the fucking internet all day. But once you bring it on someone else yeah, that we have that. allowed you access to, right. I, will see red like i did i like fucking lit this girl up like i was like Good. don't you fucking dare you know like we've allowed you
0: access to these people take it out on us that's like the grander scale version of like when you are fighting or like when you're saying shit about like a sibling or, or a friend of yours and that someone <laughs> else says it. you're like it. no 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 like right. it's okay when i say it it's not okay when you say it yeah 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 yes um
1: we try to be careful we invite um, in people's lives. And, I mean, I say to her all the time, I'm like, name another public figure you have this much access right. to. I mean, everybody knows the names of the people that are in our family. My ex and I were very public in terms of like yeah. who he was, speaking about each other. He has a podcast, talked about me all the time. So very public with how we speak no, about each that's other. That's why I
0: like thought you guys were the perfect people to ask, because I was like, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk more about sex and other things. But you guys talk about all that stuff so openly, and it's amazing. So I just was wondering because you seem so free like when you're talking it comes out so naturally i'm like do you think about that you know we're lucky my dad listens to the show and he'll be like you guys did it. God, my dad bless does him. oh my god thank god my dad doesn't listen to this he'll listen to some episodes and i'm like um did you see there's a really great thing on tv you should watch instead and not do i know this. i have to i wanted to ask because
2: i'm just such a fan of your dad um, and <laughs> i like i i like he's an inspiration to me I so on my questionnaire nice. it was like what movie or tv yes. show has changed your life and i was like the Defiant ones, Taylor, but I'm not trying to answer. I'm not trying
0: to pander to Jade. No, I'm like honestly, don't even say he's gonna like if he listens to this episode, he's gonna be so excited. Like he eats it up. Like, can I talk can we talk about your
2: relationship? Yes. I mean, I'm just I am just I. there was a scene in I mean, that's it was the best thing I'd ever seen, by the way. It's the a Defiant great movie. ones. I, I always re- tell people, like, don't talk to me unless you've watched it.
1: But also, we say like, if you're gonna do a documentary about our lives, we want nothing besides something. It exactly needs to like feel like the, the
2: Defiant ones. No,
0: it's, it was the way it was made was uh, absolutely unbelievable. Like Alan did But Hughes he says this,
2: it. he says this thing. He says, like the reason why a horse, this is the thing that changed my life. He says, like, the reason why horses wear blinders is because they don't know what the horses next to yes. them are doing when they're racing. So just don't worry about what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And then the way they splice it in, and he, and he and your dad's going, like, you just go, go, go. And then 50 drops down and he's like, go, yes, go, shorty. No. I was like jumping up on the couch. I was like losing my mind. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, I I told my brother when we were interviewing with you today, and it's just oh, so anyway.
0: Had to get it out. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Like the way that it was edited and everything, like oh. it's really phenomenal. Like, truly, I go home watch it now. I mean, like it's not about me, so I can say it. Like, it's it is really wonderful. It's like so good, but it's so funny because Kim Kardashian did an interview the other day, like in Vogue, and said this quote and all these girls these dumb bitches are like oh my god Kim came up with the best quote about like don't look at the other horses and I'm like so my dad came up with that quote because it was his uncle Tito who actually like worked Uh at a horse racing stable but like he actually went with him and like that's a real story like he went with him and he was like why do they have blinders on like blah blah I'm like Kim Kardashian and Calabas there are horses and Calabasas but I'm like this is so annoying that someone took this quote and like now everyone's giving her credit for it attributed.
2: I her. will I'm gonna blow the whistle on he this does- I'm gonna yes. <laughs> people won't care they'll be like this random podcaster <laughs> <Yes>. just standing <laughs> up for Jimmy Iovine yes, exactly. um,
1: yes. no. it's just it's the best advice in business it in is the world and Ashley and I always feel like I don't look left and right at what other people are doing like just because somebody has done a thing a certain way for so long like there's no reason to keep doing it like that I think that like we have been so good at being like okay well it doesn't have to be that way and just like I think that like our live touring is a really good example of it. I'm so proud of what we do on stage, and so much of it comes from just like Ashley's crazy mind. Uh, but like when we first started touring the podcast, every not everybody else, I can't speak on everybody else's live podcast, but so many of them were panel discussions or they were a, a, a recorded podcast that people released, um, where you talked on stage and we just we didn't go that route. And our shows are just so crazy and wild. It has nothing to do with the content on the actual podcast, which could be a little more serious. No, it's brilliant. There are, like strippers and cheerleaders and all this other crazy yeah. stuff. Well people
2: like when people say it's that's not how it's done we're like that's the fucking point. Exactly. Like that's like th- that's not how you do it. Uh it is now. Like I love when people say that. I that's that's the whole point. Exactly. Is that we're going to do it different. And you have so. to like
0: especially with like podcasts being so saturated and stuff like it's so refreshing like I honestly a lot of people say to me like do you listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm like like I have to I listen to a lot for the show. We like don't uh, no, I'm lot like <laughs> I, do. Yeah. I do murder stuff. So I I listen to like you guys on some other podcasts just to get a feel of like kind of your energy or whatever, but otherwise I'm not because I'm like I don't want to think that the way that this person is doing it is the way that I have to do it. And it just totally whether you're conscious of it or not, like it penetrates your the way that you do things, and it'll fuck you up. It'll trip you up. Yeah. That's
2: such a great point. Like I, I used to have this blog, and it was like a, it was a beauty blog. It was then it turned no, into like I a,
0: had a beauty blog, and it's the most humiliating fucking thing of my <laughs> life. I literally can't even discuss.
2: It, it transitioned into like humor and stuff started going viral, and then I found I found my niche. But like I was like, I found myself looking at beauty blogs, and then just being like, I'm never going to do that. Like I'm never going to. So I just stopped looking at them. Like I was like, I can't. Mm-hmm. then I found myself. Yeah. Like you said, it's such a great point. You, then you're, you kind of almost unintentionally can copy something or, you know,
0: and you lose who you are. You lose who you are. Okay. I have to switch over to sex because otherwise we're not going to get to it and we have to, but like, let's go there. So do you think you're having more sex? Just point blank. Are you having more sex in your thirties or did you have more sex in your twenties? I had a lot of drunk sex. I mean, I had a lot of
1: very serious relationships in my 20s back to back, but I, I, outside of that, I had a lot of like drunk sex where I don't know that I like asked for what I wanted. I never necessarily got what I wanted, know what I wanted. Um, it wasn't exploratory and as fun. I mean, I always enjoyed sex, but my thirties have been more like, okay, this is what's going to turn me on. This is where my boundaries lie. This is what I want to try. This is who I know is going to be good and bad. This is who I know I can communicate with. How can I communicate? So I've, I've had a, a similar amount of sex
0: It's just the quality is like Light years better When was your first orgasm? Honestly Probably like 13 oh. I mean, I started masturbating pretty young 13, 13 is impressive 13 is really impressive With a partner With a partner,
1: um, I I had a
0: boyfriend in high school
1: that was, like, a serious boyfriend. I probably had orgasms from him, like, going down on me. I don't think I had, like, penetrative vaginal orgasms probably until, like, college or after. And if I did, it was rare. But now you know, like, exactly how to give yourself an
0: orgasm if you wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, how to help somebody to do that for me, too. Which is so important. Okay, so, Ashley, how much sex are you having? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, oh, my God, I was such a slut. I mean, I I, (laughs) thought... Literally, the 20s is quantity,
2: the 30s is quality. Yes, I mean, it's just like like genius. Raina just said. Like, it's, I had sex with so many more people from 18 to 29 and significantly less people in my 30s, but all the best sex I've ever had. I mean, I can think of, like, one partner in my, tw- in my 20s that really introduced me to a lot of things. It was, like, the first person I'd phone sex with, first person I used a sex toy with. That was great sex. But other than that, I mean, just... Not the best. I do remember my first orgasm very, uh, like like it was yesterday. I could t- I could w- walk you through the whole experience. Um, and that was like good sex too in my twenties. But those are the people I remember. Everything else was just you know yeah drunk sex, one night stands, just doing it to do it. Um, and then you just figure out who you are, what you want. Yeah,
0: I feel like a lot of people like I, I'm 28. I know so many of my friends who like still haven't had orgasms, like with a partner or even with on their partner. own. Yeah.
1: I think it's it's tough. I think it's tough with a partner. I think that we've had some incredible guests on the show that have talked about what women need to do psychologically to have an orgasm. And it's it's so mental in terms of like, do I feel comfortable? Do I feel safe? Are my needs being met? Can I sort of like drop all these things about the stress in my day? Like men, I don't want to say like every man can get off all the time, but statistically, yes, men can get off a million more times and for women also everybody's body is so different and you we all respond to like different sex like, I was talking to a girlfriend and she was like I can come from sort of like pinching my nipples I was like I don't <laughs> want anybody to touch my boobs like I, I she was I was talking to another girlfriend and she, she was like I can come from like asshole play I was like I don't want to be touch my butthole like everybody's
0: body I mean a guy you stroke their dick they come I know I feel like it's the da Vinci code for women and then yeah. you're like, okay, all this work is on me. I have to, like, do some self-exploration to then teach you how to, like, mm-hmm. get – it's really – it's an investment of time and resources to get there. And then you break up with the person six months later. You know what I mean? It's it's
2: really, though – I mean, again, this isn't just, like, a plug for our, our new company. No, but let's you really – if, if, you're, if you're really, like, I've never had an orgasm, I'm ready to commit to figure out why. I mean, it really is, like, let's figure out what you need in your body with your – with yourself first. So you can at least go into the bedroom knowing what you want. I mean, so many women are clitoral stimulation. That goes without saying, not everyone. But I mean, if 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 you're like that's how I have orgasms with a toy is my uh, you know, clitoral stimulation, like you got to figure out how to get that with your partner, whether it's him going down on you or when you're having sex. I mean, I always say that I have um I'm pretty surefire orgasm when I'm on top. I am being penetrated. It feels nice, but it's because of the way I'm like riding someone and moving on their body, um, which is the,
0: You've got to scoot split. back and forth. Yes. you gotta scoot back <laughs> and Rain forth. isn't is talking about this. It's not the up and down. It's the, the scoot. scoot. <laughs> um. So many men have you, like, do the squat. Bounce and then your head. Head. And You're no. like, what? This isn't doing no. it. you got to scoot back and forth. That it's fucking th- shit, whoever came up with that, needs to be put in jail immediately. <laughs> that bullshit is, like, so uncomfortable your thighs are burning, and, and they're like, like going. like, I actually cannot. I'm about that's to. what porn cla- stars do, oh, and it's
1: just—it's not what's going to make most people get off. And so much. I love what Ashley said. I think it's so smart. Like, figure out your own body and your own levers before having sex. And nothing is weird in the bedroom. If you want to touch yourself, if you want to like rub your own clit, if you want to bring a toy into the bedroom, we have friends that have, I have a girlfriend that told me she's never had an orgasm without a toy with her partner in the bedroom, like. Everybody's different and I just think that like you should have patience with yourself but that's the best advice like I've ever heard just figure out like where your buttons are before and I think that at least for me um when we started the podcast I would always say like I think you should have sex on the first date if you feel like it like do whatever you feel like and I still believe in that but the best sex of my life are people that I just have deeper emotional connections with and if I can build some intimacy it's Always a million times better. My ex, my ex and I were long distance. I talked on the phone with him for six weeks before we ever met. And we fucked four times the first night we met. And it was great. It was incredible. It was like the best orgasms I ever had, the best sex I ever had. But that's because like I built an intimacy base with this person so that
0: I could drop all my anxiety. But that's hard. Like I had a friend that was dating this guy. Here I am. I'm like going to light her up and she's going to get mad at me for sharing this story. No, but uh, she was dating this guy and she like waited a really long time because she was like, know thyself. I get really attached when I have sex and I just kind of feel like maybe he's going to be a runner. You know, he's going to ghost me or whatever. And she waited a really long time, like three and a half months-ish. Then he like broke it off and I'm like, Well, you never had the conversation as to why you were waiting so long to have sex. And who knows if that was maybe a part of the reason why. You know, it's just, it's hard to know because you're doing it for you. But then, I don't know, that's a really hard decision to make. Yeah,
2: I mean in my world, if I, if, if, if I was dating someone that long and we weren't having sex, we would have talked about it. Like exactly. I, my, my, one of my exes, he wanted to take it slow. Whatever. Fucking nerd. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nerd. But like, I, he, <laughs> <laughs> but I tried to like, I put my hands out his pants on the first date. And he like, you know, he, he explained to me that he wanted to like, take it a little slower. And if he just kept not fucking right. me and and like kind of I mean it was great he was going down to me and leaving it was amazing for those weeks before we fucked but if he was just kind of like pushing me off and not explaining why exactly. I would I would ask first of all but maybe maybe you know not everybody is as bold and just brings up whatever the fuck is on their mind but I mean I it's just the, the communication is so important and also to to the, to the point of someone like your like your friend or anybody who has those fears which are totally valid of like I'm worried that this person is going to fuck me and leave, is going to hit it and quit it, then you can't have an orgasm because you're worried about that. So like all the things take away from this. So there is so much to be said for like feeling comfortable with a partner and knowing that they want to please you. Like you you should, a woman, no one should feel like they're on the clock in the bedroom. And like, I got, because the second you feel like you need to hurry up an orgasm, or you—it's you're never going to. No, it's so The moment true. passes.
0: So tell us about vibes. Like, just give us the top level. What is it? Vibes only.
2: It's a t- two parts. I mean, there are the sex toys, the vibrators. There are three right now. We have the Ashley, the Reina, and the Gigi. And then is there that competitive? Are, um, huh? uh, yeah, I mean. No, no, like the Reyna has outsold the Ashley and it's fine because I love it, too. So they're but so tell different. Me, is it a
0: different? Yeah. Are they different? Yes. Is it Raina? Is that actually how you get off like from yours or can you use everybody?
1: Ashley's? That's how everybody gets off. It's <laughs> so
0: funny because like I actually prefer
1: Ashley. She prefers mine. No, but they're they're all good toys. And all three of them selected to launch with has a purpose. So the Ashley I say is like, that's the vibrator I want every day. That is what I'm reaching for in my nightstand. Are you rating every day. It
0: depends actually, you know, it's now really weird. I am it's just I have to I have to like test the the, the content. I gotta Okay, just really quickly set the scene. Set the scene. When do you do this? Cause sometimes I'm like, okay, I should probably mass. like I probably masturbate. I'm in a relationship <laughs> for like eight fucking years that we live together. Oh, are you? Yes. Oh yeah. wow. You guys eight are years. are you, you're engaged? I'm engaged marriage, yes, right? Engaged, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'm like, okay, we gotta have sex. So like I can't do two things in one day. That just can't happen. So I'm like, when am I supposed to do this? Like, I'm I would need to catch up on my Housewives, like while he's not home. I'm not trying to masturbate to the Housewives, so I just end (laughs) up using my toys when I'm with him, just to knock two birds out with one stone. That's great. But it's like, when do you masturbate? When do you? It's hard when you live with a person. It's
1: different. Listen, it's completely different when you wake up next to a person. You're naked. I'm not gonna start masturbating. (laughs) But I mean, I masturbate. I masturbate in the morning a lot. Starts the day. (laughs) nicely. I bet you like feel like heaven. It does. It's a nice like kickstart your day, and I like to end my day with it. I like
0: to like smoke a little weed, and I like to get high and and masturbate. That would be that. Maybe that's missing from my repertoire. I've never masturbated high. (gasps) What? Well, first of all, I mean, okay. From what I hear, the greatest (laughs) orgasm you'll ever have.
1: You can you can masturbate longer. The session just lasts longer. You can edge way longer, and the orgasms are. Crazier. That's usually when I watch porn is when I'm high because like I can just watch it for longer. It's like really exciting. Like we did an episode about masturbating two weeks ago, and like people were like, "Oh my god, masturbating high is the craziest thing I've ever felt." I mean, it's incredible. And I don't want to have sex
0: when I'm high because I'm lazy. No, that's what I was about to say. That doesn't make sense. I don't want to sex because I literally like my libido is on the floor when I'm high, like real person sex, but on my own. It's incredible.
2: Well, and that's kind of like Reina. She she missed up. She's not watching porn anymore. She's listening to our app, uh, which is they are <laughs> erotic audio experiences.
0: Please tell me you guys like narrate some.
2: So we haven't narrated. Uh, we we'll get in there. But basically, we design these toys. With the three that we sell, there is also a blowjob gel and a lubricant. Wait, and then, what do you need
0: a blowjob gel for? It's flavored. It's flavored. Oh, it's okay. mango. Oh, okay, you know, so you don't have just to like it in dick. your hand and like. I've been doing it like the the old archaic way. It just makes it, it slipperier
2: nice. and tastier.
0: It's fun, yeah. It tastes nice for you. It's just like another element, taste. This is such education for me. This is wonderful. Okay, great. So,
1: okay, it's your, your address. We'll send you something. You.
2: So the t- and the, the vibrators are all Bluetooth enabled. Your dad's gonna love this part. Yes. So it's because the tech part. So they're all they're and I DJ them, so he'll love that oh too. They're God, like beats. Playlist. They're like the vibe, the beats of vibrators. Wow. So they're all Bluetooth enabled, and you connect them via the app. You have to go into the app and connect them. But there's these erotic audio experiences that go with the toys. So the, the content powers the vibrators. And I'll explain that by saying that you connect it, you hit play on the story, and we have programmed the vibrator to vibrate along with that story. When it goes up, the vibrator goes up. My when, if, you're on riding floor. With their, if you're riding the horse, there's a little like, you know, there's a bumpier <laughs> rumble. Stop. And then there's a part where it goes, you know, really high where you would probably be climaxing. All the stories start out on a low, you know, when they're building up, it starts out really low. We have different patterns, different intensities. So, um, and you don't have to do them. If you're like, this isn't for me, you can just do it manually or you can use our remote control that's in the app too. Um, and then there's a video component within the app that's not pornographic. It's just like sex tips, dating tips, things like that. It's kind of like your sex related TikTok. Um, but it's kind of the tech is really cool. I mean, we've we had a girl message and she was like I didn't go to work today. Like, I I just can't stop listening to these stories and masturbating. I've had eight orgasms. She's like, and there's characters, you know, there's like the kind of sexy Christian gray type. There's a cowboy. There's a uh, bartender. Well, bartender's coming. You but.
0: guys are going to end a lot of relationships. This is like all you need just is like
1: one. <laughs> I know. S- we say, like, never leave the house again. Oh um, my God. I said that actually this morning. I was like, is the app too good? <laughs> like, is it? So we just, just like we more. Have put so much fun stuff into there. And of of course, like, you can use the toys on their own or the app on its own. There's so much great stuff in the app. I and mean, the videos are great. You don't have to use anything, any toys with the videos. But we we designed it to work together. And so you get this incredible experience if you have both. And the stories are really one of a kind. And we crowdsource. What are your fantasies? What do you guys want to hear about? What kind of characters? Do you want to fuck your professor or your bartender? is um, like, stepbrother. We're... we're like, all right. <laughs> you yep. know, fine. Let's put it in. Let's do a stepbrother. I mean, the stepbrother is like... <laughs> hey, you know, you can't yuck anyone's yum. We have same-sex stories. So we have women speaking to you. And it's this incredible experience where, like, you can actually answer back. Like, I mean, they're not they're, – it's like they're talking. There's pauses to talk back. We've, we've been pretty transparent.
2: Like, some of these aren't for everybody. Some people, like, oh, I would never – Fuck masturbate to my stepbrother I hate this story And it's like Well guess what Other people like it You know right. So it's like yes. Everybody's got Everybody's got their own triggers too They're like Well I, my, this, my my old horse trainer dumped me So I don't want to listen To the cowboy story But I think that Absolutely There's probably some stuff That would take you out of it But it's like Probably something That would put someone else in it So right. They're all just kind of We want to just offer What people want And there's content um, New content every week New stories every week New videos every week God. Um so That's yeah.
0: so fucking brilliant. You guys are going to revolutionize. like, Because masturbating really is a lost art, I feel. You know? <laughs> I really, I, I feel that way strongly. But I mean, Raina, you saying that you masturbated when you were 13, who gave you the keys to the kingdom like that? I mean, to be completely
1: honest, I think probably I was in chat rooms when I was like, 12 <laughs> no. years old and like adult men were probably like, are you wet? I was like, Why? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, the OG, like, you were a child. You were, like, a baby. You weren't even born. Yes. Um, and I was in these, I was in these chat, these room streets. And I just, I I grew boobs really young. And I just became sexualized a lot younger. My mom was really open about, like, bodies and sex. Sex was a normal, healthy thing in our house, not with each other. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it, like, my mom bought me, like, Your Body Yourself when I was, like, eight. You know? And so sex was just, like, a normal thing. Pleasure was a normal
0: thing. Do you remember that book? Oh, my God. Your Body Yourself. That was the best book Ever
1: ever. They have a version for boys now too. Incredible. I have
0: never read it. Maybe I'll pick it up. I just learned about your body. Oh, it's amazing. It's a great toilet read. It's amazing. I'm reading it like on the plane. No, it's it's, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Judge. I would judge that so hard. You actually should.
1: So I discovered masturbating really young and I was really into it, but I i would say the shame around it for me was that i didn't know that i didn't know women did this i thought it was the only thing that men did i also because i only ever really enjoyed clitoral stimulation i thought there was something wrong with me because i mean it's called fingering i assumed you were supposed to stick a you know you're watching movies and everybody's these mind-blowing orgasms from penetrative sex and i was like what's wrong with me because like i can only have an orgasm if i'm like touching this like button on the outside Mm -hmm. of my body Me too and so I think that that's just been normalized. We talk about it so much in the world. So many people that came before us did, and. Um... But it's so normal now, I think, to listen to erotic audio. And We've created these incredible stories, or to bring a toy into the bedroom with your partner, and um, we just want everybody to get in there and have so much fun. We're with all it, buying it. It's...
0: We're all buying it. I, I don't know whether I'm gonna. I need to buy both and figure out which one I like. I mean, I, I know there are three, but I want. I really want to figure out which between the Raina just and the listen, Ashley. Listen, ra- the rain
2: is sold out. So you got it. You're God gonna be Ashley damn, or
0: you're.
2: <laughs> or, or bust. We're getting more. We're not sorry. Not permanently. Place the order we're, today. Yeah, we're restocking, but um, right now I, we just we. It was kind of funny because like. We just went a little too hard on it on the, on the episode we <laughs> dropped. Like, people were like, Ashley, I bought the Raino when you started hyping it. I'm like, God damn it. I really no, did too much." You guys are really
0: like, I, I bought the goop vibrator and it's like still in my drawer. Like, I've just not been inspired to try it. But now I'm, this is really inspiring me. I'm going to try it's it. It's
2: fun. Yeah. Just show, yeah. You, the remote control is really cool. It's one handed. It's oh, just like, yeah, yeah, your dad's going to love it. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, it. just
0: show him the tech. I can't wait. Show him the tech. Okay. <laughs> So I want to ask you, so Rain, I know you were engaged nine years ago, right? I didn't even realize that until last night, but yes, exactly nine years ago yesterday. (laughs) So, and now you guys are both single, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now both of you being in your late 30s, do you ever feel tremendous pressure to be in a relationship, whether that's from outside sources like your family or your friends or just random strangers asking you about it? I feel like the older you get, the more people feel entitled to ask you about your relationship status and if you have that box checked. We don't. I mean, particularly, like, who, when are you getting married and having kids? We're very fortunate <laughs> to have
1: families that are just not like that. And that's great. Gosh, Both of our Ashley brothers kid are kids. Thank They're God. Kids. But <laughs> I, I do want to, before I launch into my whole tirade, I want to acknowledge, I understand it's a very real fear and it feels really bad. And I have girlfriends that have accomplished, in my mind, everything in terms of friends, career, owning a home and do not have a romantic partner and for some reason that makes them feel like everything else is for nothing um and I think that that's a shame if you feel like that and if there's one thing we want people to take from our show it's that like you got to build a life you're proud of you have to have hobbies and interests you have to have good relationships with friends like your job find things that you're excited about take walks exercise whatever it is pick up photography yes Yes. masturbate (laughs) self-care you know Having a life that's so full with those things will make you feel like that one little piece is a little less important, and then it becomes something that you want, not something that you need, and and you're more desirable to Mm -hmm. potential partners.
2: Absolutely, like people feel that desperation, they do, and I get it that it's how you feel. You know, you need to feel how you feel, but like the nothing else matters besides a partner. People pick up on it. Um, they don't want to be your whole world. We we don't, you know. So it's but dating is exhausting. Yeah I mean I I love what you said Like we need to hammer this home that like Relationships are not end all be all A lot of people are very unhappy in their relationships So many marriages end in divorce like it's just It's I would always rather be single Than in a bad I've never even I would never stand for it so I feel like I've been seeing some TikToks and just things that I love of these uh women just so excited to turn 30 because it is like the best time in your life like the your
0: 30s I mean we're near the end but it's just it's so I have like a countdown on my phone like I'm like straight up so excited it's the, it's just the best. Like, it's just like,
2: our lives are a dream. Like they're a dream. We're like, you know, mid late thirties, like single, our lives are, I can't believe it. I can't believe how happy, how much we've built, you know? And it's, it's fine. If your goal is to be a wife and or a mother and have a family, that's fine. But it just, it wasn't mine. There's more. And there's more. And I, I mean, I think I always say I do I feel for women who are feeling like the clock is running out when it comes to having children. Mm-hmm. I feel so deeply for them like those conversations are tough. I'm having those conversations with friends and um so i i that adds another layer of it, and I do really feel for them i we don't want children i, I mean raina's she's been more on the fence i'm I've been a hard no for as long as I can remember, and so i don't have to th- I don't have to think about that.
0: It's fucked up that we have like a biological clock
2: yeah it's 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 really. It just breaks my heart. So I do, I always want to like validate that, that it's like, it's hard to say to someone that the, the advice or the, the conversation changes a little bit between 28 and 38. Definitely. I'm upset because my, I always wanted to have a child. And so I just, it's like, there is no, it's just, it's, it's tougher to, to speak to.
0: So, was there ever like a conscious shift in your perspective where maybe before you were always dating to find a partner, to lock it down, to get married, to have kids, versus now? Is there a difference in the way you date nowadays? Well, so much of my 20s were spent not,
1: I, th- I think, being a little too crazy in terms of who I dated. And when I say crazy, I just mean like I wasn't meeting partners that I said to myself, like, can this be a good long-term partner? Financially, can we support each other? Um, Economically, is this a good match. Are we going to grow in the same direction? I just, all my 20s, I met people and I was like, they're hot. And they felt like, well, I'm going to do this for a while. I think my 30s have been more intentional in terms of who I pick. And is this going to make sense? And it's become easier to walk away from people that they are not going to make sense in my life. Right. Right. And I've, I've also placed less stock in getting married and having kids than I used to. I think my whole life it was a foregone conclusion that I'd do these things just like everybody else, quote-unquote everybody else. And, of course, everybody seemed to want these things. And as I've gotten older, a lot of my girlfriends don't want kids or I see their marriages aren't so – ideal and I see a lot of relationships around me and I'm like this is fucking hard this is really hard yeah. and like even the relationship I was in for the for last in last year I, I loved him very much he was a wonderful person but towards the end it was like all consuming to me that like I did not want to be in this relationship and this is not right and I don't know how to explain this to this person who's really wonderful who also I mean was pretty mutual in the end but it it's all consuming when you are in a romantic relationship that is not right for you. And I say to Ashley, and I've been saying for months, like, I can't imagine trying to launch this company and also having a romantic partner I had to give anything to because I don't have it in me.
0: No, that's an incredible way to look at it. Like, there are positives to not having that aspect of your life. You know what I mean? Like, do you think it changed after you broke off your engagement? Do you think that was a perspective shift? Well, he left me. Okay. um, So I did not have a choice. I had to perspective shift. But but after that, did were you kind of like, fuck this shit? Or like, did you
1: get back in I had field? this moment where I was like, oh, I've never traveled anywhere. I don't have a lot of friends. I have no interests. Like, I have no hobbies. Like, my whole life was him. My whole life was like, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. That's what everybody fucking does. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. And he left me. And I was like, oh, I don't have a life that I am proud of at all. My job's fine. Listen, I'll be honest. I think
2: I was like maybe 20. 20- you know, 24, 25 and was like, well, I, of course I have to get married but before I'm 30. Like, of, I mean, oh my God. Like, I still think I wasn't like, I, I don't think I ever really wanted kids. Like, but I, you know, maybe I was when I was a lot younger. I was kind of like, well, I'm sure maybe we'll see, but I still, still never had that desire. And then I realized that I just absolutely didn't, but it's just... You just have to keep doing what you what you want to do a relationship will happen. I think you can put work into it, but to me i I was with this guy that I was really into. I kind of thought he was going to be a long term match and he wasn't and so it's like, okay, and I just feel like every time like um you have that happen, you can. Try so hard to find another person and really get to that goal of marriage or a you know ring or whatever it is, or you can like do something you love, or you can try to excel in your career, you can follow your passions, you can follow your dreams, and like, I mean, I think by the time, you know, once I grew up a little bit and matured, I was like, I don't care about this as much. Like, I I my life is really wonderful and fulfilling, and I feel so much love, and it's really exciting, and like the the life that we have is really rare. I mean, it's like what we get to do is not so normal, you know, like
0: it's amazing getting married, getting married and that's normal. It happens all the time. Exactly. Sometimes not normal is more fun than normal, you know, and also not only that, but then a relationship can be the cherry on top, you know, like to an already fulfilled life. That's the goal.
2: And, you know, of course I would love to be, who wouldn't want to like be in love? I mean, it's just, it has to be the, the right person or I'd rather not have But it's have gotta it.
0: be right. It's gotta be worth it because it's fucking so hard and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hard to date telling people or was it ever that you don't want to have kids? Because I really admire and love that you Say that steadfastly because I think so many people, even like that know so for certain that they don't want to have kids are like, but I'm still like figuring it out because they don't want to meet the other person and get the eyes and the eye rolls or the like other person trying to convince them. Do you run into that in your life? it's my
2: nightmare that I would like fall for somebody and then it would come out that they wanted a family. And I, so I, I like to, I like to bring it up pretty early on. Um, like, it is just, it on your
0: like Raya profile?
2: So, so the, did the dating app profile, God, my, my Raya is like inactive at the moment, but if we're just talking about like, well, I always say like, Hinge, for example, it's it's on there. Yeah, I won't match with somebody that has said they want kids because okay. they've chosen to like make that important. Because you don't have to have it on there. You don't have to. So it's like it doesn't feel fair. Like it feels like if it was important for you enough to put it on your to put it on a voluntary sure. dating app field, then you do want it. So I'm not even gonna fuck with you and go on a date with you. Not that like I've ever even like had a, that success. A relationship come from a dating app, but I mean, I. I don't feel any, it's just, it's who I am. I don't, somebody that really strongly wants kids, I'm not going to be with them. And that's just like what it is. And if that, you know, lessens my pull, which is usually it's typically you hear, it's, it's a man that doesn't and, and women that do, but I am one of the women that doesn't want children. And I've been like that. I mean, as long as we've had our show since before we ever met. I mean, you know, since I had a- uh,
0: No, it's a lot more people are making that decision. And I think it's like the more we can talk about it and put it out there confidently, it's important because I think people feel like, That would lessen their pool or, like, they're insecure about it. But it's like, if you don't want that, you know what you don't want and what you do want. I mean, lessen the pool. It's like, what's the
1: alternatives that you fall so in love with a person that wants something so different than you are impenetrable to doing? and. I, my last two serious relationships, I brought it up date one. I was like, you know, and there's ways to bring it up without saying like, do you want children? I mean, you can say, where do you see yourself living in five years? Oh, that's beautiful. Most people yes. will say, I want to live in a place that has a good school system for kids. I want a yard for my kids, whatever. I, I want to go live on a boat. And you're like, okay, great. You don't want to have kids. Like you can bring it up in different ways. Yeah. You can like suss I, it out. Yeah. I don't really want to go so far down the road with somebody that I'm so in love with. And all of a sudden they're like, it is a non-negotiable for me that. That I want kids because for me personally, like I'm saying, they say that I don't, I don't really want to do it. I don't really want to be bothered. Um, and it would be a really horrible thing for me if somebody was like, "Well, it's non-negotiable." I would have to do a lot of soul searching. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, it's it's that's the life I want to live, right?
2: So, if, for if you, are, if your life is a family and children, we don't want the same thing, so we can't be in a relationship, and that that's just. It's
0: just, it's just what They don't want to sleep in on Saturdays, serial killers, (laughs) I swear. I swear every Saturday I wake up and I'm like, thank God I don't have a kid. Thank God. (laughs) Are you, do you want, do you want to have children? Yeah, I think eventually, yeah. yeah. I'm like one of four, so I'm like, you know, I'm I'm the youngest of four, so I'm like, that'd be fun, but it just feels like. I don't know. I think I need to change my vantage point. I, I, I kind of think that it means my life is ending and then I like have to live for this other person and forget myself. And so like I'm just postponing it, you know, but I feel like I got to redefine what it would mean in my life.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. just think long term about it. I, I don't think I ever sat for one second and said to myself, like you said, what does Saturday look like? If I have children, Mm -hmm. I always just thought I was going to have kids. I never thought logistically,
0: what does this look like? Can I financially afford this? No, I'm like, my boyfriend smokes joints in my house. Like is my house. I'm like, we can't fucking do that with a child. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's over. Do you guys date? I mean, you can. Right. Well, you can. Do you date a lot of people from dating apps or like, how do you meet most of the people you date? Zero.
1: I just, I've been fighting it for years being like, I'm going to go on dating apps. I've never met a person from a dating app. I'm not going to do it.
0: Dating apps like to me seem like. Oh, my God. I would just... I'd forget my name. Like, I would just, i would be the lamest person on a dating app. Ashley's better at it than I am. I've never done it.
2: I mean, I have never gone on a second date from a dating app. Yeah. I've gone on a million first dates. So how dates. do you meet all these people? Oh, um... Oh my god! I mean, we've met people on the road. We have, yes, met people for me doing stand up. Okay, I mean, I'm out doing stand up. Um, you know, a few nights a week, meet people like in in the clubs, in the clubs. You know,
1: in the clubs, you're like a- in actual real life. Yeah, in actual real like life, it's old fashioned. Yeah, but we um, meet people in the. I wild. mean, that's honestly
2: how I. That's probably if we were to run the tape. That's probably how I've met most people that in the
0: last since I've started, started doing comedy. Okay. That's interesting. I thought you guys were going to say you like are heavy in the dating apps. I mean, it's also, once you have to find a song to like encapsulate your entire personality, you lost me there. I'm like,
2: I was on Raya and then it just, I didn't, it was, all it was, was music and pictures and I need a little more. I just need to like see if you're funny. (laughs) Like everybody looked like a male model. And so, but then Hinge, I'm kind of like these people, I go out with some people from Hinge and you know, I went out with this guy. He was just like a, a math teacher, and our lives were very different. <laughs> and I think he was like, "Who are you?" Uh, so, he was probably like horrified.
0: That's amazing. Like, I just,
2: yeah, we don't want to. It's we don't. It's a stranger. You don't know how they walk, totally. they talk, they smell, they carry themselves, and they, they smell. I'm like, like, oh, I say it all the time. Yeah, I say it
1: all the time. I want to. know. What, I want to know. What I what they're you're
2: never telling. what you think they're going to look like. It's like, or they have a crazy voice. I was getting like totally. voice fished for a while. Like I was showing up these guys with these crazy
0: voices, and well, so. <laughs>
1: What do you act like in public or at other people's? What do you say to a waiter? What do you
0: say to a waiter? How do you talk to a waiter? You know, all those things. Paramount. Like, I want to know what do you
1: like in a social setting? What what a great way to meet somebody at a comedy club or at a bar. Like, do you have
0: an annoying laugh?
1: Yeah. How do you interact (laughs) with the world? I'm going to need to know that before I commit to two hours. Totally.
0: Totally. Okay. I feel like I could have done this for two days. Just talk to you guys straight. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I love your show. Thank um, you. We should talk about like
2: collabing again. You've, we've had so much crossover on the guests. I was a lot. There's, there's a lot, yeah, which which we love.
1: Yeah, I will have to course. get drinks in LA as soon as possible. I would love when you guys come. Like
0: please get out here. You guys gotta okay. come. Yeah. I don't know about you, but the one takeaway I have from this episode is that we all need to masturbate more. I mean. I- <laughs> I really feel like I was like this like virginal prude talking to the two of them because I was like, when the fuck do you find time to masturbate throughout the day? It's truly like the last thing on my mind and it really shouldn't be. So I'm going to buy one of their vibrators and report back because I want what they're selling actually, literally. So thank you guys for listening. I missed you palpably. And I can't wait to see you guys back here next week. We got a full season of fun and incredible episodes. And I'm so excited for you to hear them. I'll talk to you later. Love you. Bye.